Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. I'm your host, Dell Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today is Tell Dell Tuesday, and our guest is Gerard Bolsters from Cary, North Carolina. Gerard, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dell. It's a pleasure and honor to join you on the show today. I'm excited to be here. Well, you've got a long history with us, and uh, you've got quite a story. So let's start with um, way back when you were working for corporate America. Explain to everybody what you did for a living and how strange it is that you ended up in real estate from that position. Sure, Dell. Uh, I started my career um, after graduating college um, working on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. Um, I was a middleman between our our floor brokers and our institutional trading desk, so it was very hectic, high-paced environment on the phones all day relaying information, uh, monitoring order flow. It, it was just wild. I worked uh, at the same company for about eight years or so, and at that time I noticed how uh, the business became um, more paperless and electronic, and there were tons of firms that were merging and putting the middlemen out of business, and I became a victim of a layoff in 2008. Uh, later later in that year, I picked up work um for an electronic trading company that had their own trading platform that they developed and uh, caught on with them, you know, working in both in support, doing customer service for their algorithmic trading flow and technical support. Um, worked with that company for eight years or so. But what I noticed is that I wasn't really, even though my production was high, I wasn't getting the results I wanted in terms of, you know, financial stability. And I was also commuting three hours a day, um, you know, from a train from Long Island to New York City, back to Long Island. So my return on time was, was really not that great. 
And, you know, after all my expenses were, were paid off, um, you know, there's really not much left, you know, at the end of the month for, you know, just fun money. You know, I was living for the weekends, and it was difficult. I was kind of just scraping by, even though I was saving my entire life. And uh, the model wasn't working. So I was looking for ways to, to improve that model. Uh, my wife and I sat down in 2016 and talked about where can we move to or look for a place that can solve this problem, lower cost of living, higher quality of life. We settled on Cary, North Carolina, where property taxes are very low, uh, the climate is way better. Um, commute time, if I were to go back to work, was one hour a day versus three hours a day. We've got some prestigious universities here like NC State, Duke, UNC Chapel Hill. Um, I wanted to provide a better future for my family, and, and this was the place we settled on. And uh, really happy living here and really happy that I found Lifestyles soon after I moved in 2017 and have been investing in real estate ever since. It's interesting to me, um, you think of a, a trader, and help us out here a little bit, then we'll get into your real estate stuff. But as a trader, do you trade your own money, too, when you're up there trading everybody else's money? You can trade your own money, but there's a lot of restrictions if you want to trade your own money and trading through you know, the firm that you work for. When I say restrictions, 30-day holding period. I mean, how do you... How do you make money if there's big swings in volatility in the stock? If, you know, you buy a stock, it's going down, and you try to get out. Like, forget about it. There's no exceptions. Um, I, and on top of that, when I worked on the floor of NYSE back in the 2000s, um, the commissions were just astronomical, Dell. I mean, to buy, you know, a few hundred shares or a few thousand shares of a stock, you're paying commissions of like $200, $300. Now you can go online, and it's a zero commission. So I've seen how that industry changed. Wow. It's interesting. What's interesting to me is that, you know, the average person out there thinks of Wall Street and thinks this is where the real money's made. And you're saying, hey, this is a very, very hectic job, a lot of stress, not the quality of lifestyle, and you moved on. Now, when you moved on, you went to that electronic training firm, you went to Cary. That was a move. That was way before you really became a real estate investor. That was just you coming to the same conclusion I came to, which was it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Do you agree? The life's just too short for all that? Yeah, I agree. You know, and when I was still working at that electronic trading company, um, a good friend of mine had introduced me to a few real estate investing podcasts, your podcast, and, you know, I started reading some real estate investing books. That's how I spent a lot of my commuting time, getting going, learning about this. And I actually did buy a rent house while I was still working. Uh, that's how I got started late in 2016 um, and then really ramped things up after joining Lifestyles. Now, you bought the house before you joined Lifestyles, did you not? I did. It, it was through a turnkey provider. And, you know, I didn't have any experience or much knowledge, but I did form relationships and because I was working, I just wanted to have something that would produce a little bit of cash flow. Maybe it was about 200 bucks a month, but it was something and it was a start. Right. I, I understand my first house was $220 a month cash flow. That was, it seemed like to me, that was nothing else you ever invested. It actually gave you a check every month. That was pretty good in my mind. So you came to the two day or where did you take the two day at, by the way? 
Yeah, I took the two-day in Atlanta, and this was within a month after moving to Cary. Um, JB was the presenter for that two-day. And, you know, for me, it was an open road. You know, I, I had no job. You know, I, I'd like the listeners to know that when I left New York, moved to North Carolina in 2017, I could not take my W-2 job with me. You know, the company would not allow me to work remotely. So we cut ties. And I was basically living off, you know, the proceeds from the sale of my house in New York. Wasn't sure what the next move was going to be, but I knew I wanted to look into real estate investing or buying a franchise. So the first thing I did was go down to Atlanta, soaked in all the information from the two-day that JB uh, presented, and man, day two was just unbelievable with the multifamily training. This was right up my alley because A, I had no job, and B, I learned that the income from the business is what qualifies a borrower for a loan. I didn't need to show W-2 income to get this loan anymore. So for me, you know, I started, you know, all these light bulbs started going off. I had all this money saved in IRAs, 401ks. You know, I was ready to really, like, get moving and start pulling that out and get ready to invest it. So your light bulb moment was the second day, the multifamily. What were the the biggest light bulb moments for you where you go, that's it, that's exact, that's the point I needed to get this thing going? There were a few. Um, one of them certainly was forcing appreciation in multifamily. When you can increase income divided by you know, market correct cap rate, you're able to increase the value. And then, man, I mean, the world's your oyster. You could do cash out, refinance, tax-free, you sell, what have you. But also, um, return on net worth concept was a big one for me because, you know, when I add up all my passive income, which wasn't much at the time, maybe a few, you know, dividends from stock investment, and then divide that by my net worth, it was super low. And it, it wasn't going to get me through, you know, the next 30 or 40 years. just want to bring that point up. I had forgot we even taught that in the seminar. And I, I forgot about that return on net worth calculation. That is mind-boggling, isn't it? One or two percent yeah. return at the most. Yeah, I think that you know most people. It's talked about in the seminar are making less than one percent uh, passive income on their net worth. And I, I couldn't wait to get going, just deploying the uh, retirement savings that I had. And at one point, I think I was north of five or six percent return on net worth because all all of my uh, capital was invested in income producing real estate and I pretty much had nothing in the bank. So I was really hustling hard to uh, make my money work for me and increase my passive streams of income. Yeah, it's amazing when you see it happen right before your eyes, too. So um, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, let's go into all the stuff that you bought because you've done so much. We've got a lot to cover. We want to make sure everybody gets a piece of it. So with me here today is Gerard Bolster out of Cary, North Carolina. I've never been to Cary, but I've heard a lot of people say North Carolina is beautiful, and he went there because of the quality of life. So if you just keep in mind, it's not the money, it's a lifestyle. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Telltale Radio Show. It's just today I'm having a hard time. The lips don't work right for some reason. Welcome back to the Dell Lumsley Radio Show. Here on Tell Dell Tuesday, we have Gerard Bolster out of Cary, North Carolina with us. And Gerard has done a lot of things. He's got two IRO apartments, meaning independently owns two apartment complexes himself. He's also in um, a bunch of multifamily deals as a passive, I guess 11 multifamily deals. And uh, he's done uh, about eight houses and really a conglomerate of all different kinds of things, which makes it, Gerard, hard for me to figure out how to walk you through this process because I was looking at the resume on this and you kind of just did them all the first year. It's kind of just, you know, you're all over the place. Tell me, <laughs> how did you approach this when you came out of the two-day and decided to start buying stuff? Sounds like you're a kid in a candy shop. You're buying everything you can see. You're right, Dell. I call it an investing spree. You know, like some people go on a shopping spree. I went on totally on an investing spree here. And I had this game plan to uh, withdraw 100% of my um, capital in my retirement accounts from late 2017 and then early 2018 to and. 2019. So what I did, even though the goal was to buy uh, an IRO deal as the first one, it didn't work out that way because wasn't finding the right deal, even though I was looking. And I had a relationship, like I had mentioned previously, with a turnkey provider in, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. So I bought three single-family properties there early in 2018, and I had to buy them cash because I wouldn't qualify for the loan without a W-2. So I bought these homes. They were rather cheap, between like sixty and eighty thousand dollars. And the goal was to replace earned income. So I got involved, bought bought those houses. A cash flowing total between the three of them about sixteen hundred dollars a month. And then a couple months after those purchases, I found a nice sixteen unit IRO deal here in North Carolina in Asheboro. And uh, that was my fourth investment of the year. And I also got into four passive deals that same year. So eight deals in one year. That's why I like to call it an investing spree. It was a lot of fun, you know, knowing that I was starting to build up my passive income streams and, and seeing the map work. You know, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It, it takes some time, but I was planting those seeds 
and now those seeds have really those seeds have really you know blossomed. I'll tell you that's it, it's interesting. You, when you get into something and you get into that aggressively, as I was talking about this yesterday on the radio show I did yesterday. In fact, it was it's where you are so aggressively attacking something that you're just absorbing information from everywhere and just it, it starts to compound itself. Let's talk for a second here about the IRO deal. Take us through that one. The IRO deal uh, is 16 units. There are four fourplexes on this property. Um, bought it for just over $500,000 um, June of 2018. And what I liked about the deal was that it was fully occupied but rents were below market. Uh, and there was a lot of deferred maintenance on the property, but I saw it as an opportunity in a tertiary market to really add value, uh, take care of problems at the property, and push rent. Um, I'm not going to say it was easy. There was a lot of work that had to be done to change the resident base and to push those rents. But if you get into the numbers, um, these are these are all two-bed, one-bath apartments. Average rent on takeover is $480, and as of today, those rents are now $735 on average per unit, which is a 53% increase. That's great. You know, I, I started with the same kind of stuff, Gerard. It's exactly the kind of stuff I started, duplexes and fourplexes and little groups like that. And they're a great little beginner project. Do you still have these? I assume you do, don't you? Multifamily, this one I do, and it's under contract to sell right now. And uh, the numbers might really blow your mind. The annual cash flow on the property has been about 10% owning the property. Gerard, did you have debt on this property? There's debt on this property. I uh, used a small bank that was able to service the loan on this deal. Yeah, the initial, the initial, um, you know, back in 2018, interest rates were higher. So I, my interest rate was above 6%, and I was on a 20 year AM. So I was able to improve that loan, do a cash-out refinance just a little over a year ago, pull out uh, 100% of what I had put into the deal. So pulled out about 250000 tax-free and still own the deal and was still cash-rolling on the deal, um, was able to get my rate down to the mid-fours. Um, and with the property under contract now, um, I'm selling for three times what I purchased the property for, which is just unbelievable. You know, I followed the roadmap, and it's going to reap huge rewards for my first deal. Let's do a little math with this. You bought it for five hundred thousand. Five twenty-eight. And now you're selling it for a million five. I assume that's three times as much. Yes. So you had how much in it? Two hundred fifty. You know, I put down one thirty-five, and I put in about. That's, that was the down payment, and the cap, you know, because there was a lot of deferred maintenance, capital improvements were about 165, so ballpark 300,000 all into the deal. Okay, so you got 300 grand in it, and you bought it for 500, and you put 100,000 in it, so you got 600,000, 100,000 rehab, so you got 600 grand in it, is your base value. You're selling for 1.5, so that's a $900,000 gain, if I'm doing this right, minus costs, on a $300,000 investment. That's a 300% capital gain. How long was yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, somewhere I think I around 360 or 370, just but, but ballpark. You're right on, Dell. I mean, tertiary market, 
small apartment complex, and it's just really reaping great rewards now. Really excited about it because I can't wait to take those proceeds and buy something, you know, an apartment complex larger in size and larger in cash flow. It just blows my mind because I was reading in here also that you've doubled your net worth uh, and uh, since you started and, and you're looking to double it again. And I guess you, people just don't realize that people make a 300% gain. That's the only way you're ever going to get rich. And, you know, my three rules, one of them is you can't get rich slow. You can't get rich slow at 10% return. You got to have that 300% return gain to get you rich. And that's just an incredible deal. So you were only making 10% cash flow on it, you say? On average, uh, per year, making 10% cash flow. I think over over the life of the deal, it's been just over $100,000 of cash flow. Okay. That's not bad either. So we add that to the 300 and you got 310% return. Not bad. How much are you going to walk away with as you come away from this? Approximately three quarters of a million. Does that include the two fifty you pulled out on the refi? Yeah, yeah, this this is separate. This is just the transaction on when we close, the settlement is going to show net proceeds of seven hundred and fifty. So it's separate from the refinance. So you basically you put in three hundred and walked away with a million. That's right. It's Plus just unbelievable. I cannot believe this. Buddy. <laughs> the map works. With that, we've got to take a short break on that one, Gerard. We'll be right back with Gerard Bolster and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, with me here on Tell Del Tuesday is Gerard Bolster out of uh, Cary, North Carolina. Gerard just got done explaining to us in the last segment about how he made over a 300% rate of return on the first apartment complex that he bought. And uh, he bought into also a bunch of passive investments, uh, apartment complexes, and did some single-family houses. Gerard, let's go ahead and talk about the second apartment complex you did. The first one was just knocked it out of the park. Let's talk about the second one. Sure, Dale. Uh, the second deal is very different than the first deal. Um, it's a little bit of an older property. Uh, they are townhomes. Uh, 11 townhomes in the uh, Charlotte MSA. The city is called Rock Hill in South Carolina. And uh, I used the proceeds from the refinance of my first IRO deal and redeployed that about three months after the, after the refinance and, and purchased this second deal. Uh, it is a yield play in contrast to the first IRO deal, which is a more of a value play. So less deferred maintenance. And um, very strong rents on takeover. A previous owner had bumped rents from about $600 a door to $1,100 a door through his interior renovations. Um, I was looking, again, for immediate income. So I, I liked the deal that, that it was going to throw off, conservatively speaking, about 75 to 8%, and it's been doing better than that, looking more like 11% by year end. Uh, I purchased this last December. Um, rents are up about 5% since takeover, and we are still below market rate. So upon renewals and, you know, depending on who the resident is and their, their in history, I mean, we could really push rents another 125 to 150 a door with very little um, make-ready cost. So it's very exciting. We're still early on in, in the, uh, the life of this deal. But uh, it's a great opportunity, and I see it producing well. Not as well as the first one that I did. I don't expect a 300% return, but I, I, 
think this is a very hot market, great location, lots of jobs in the area, population growth, and certainly rent growth. Well, go back to this situation here that you took the money from the first deal and refined it, pulled out the 250 and bought this with that 250 Is that what you're saying? That is exactly what I did. Um, so, although because the deal was a little bit bigger in size and there was a liquidity gap, I did go I did go in the deal with a partner who's a, a limited equity stake in the deal. So there's just one other partner here, but but I'm running it. So far, it's been doing very well. So this is really interesting to me because what I'm seeing in you is the same thing that happened with myself. It happened with David Fisher, if you ever talked to him about this. We all started buying these really small apartment complexes, and they're really just groups of duplexes and fourplexes in most cases. Um, Sometimes it could be a small apartment. And these little small projects, they double in value over periods of time, and they, they end up feeding our ability to go and buy more. And so you just keep using the same money over and over again. What's not understood you know, you say, okay, well, we got this apartment, now we got this apartment, now we got these houses, now we got these other deals. What's not understood is what that's doing to your net worth. An interesting note here, you have stayed here in 2020. Last year, December last year, you realized you had doubled your net worth? That is correct. And a lot of that doubling is through you know, the value of property, my first thyroid deal, increasing, you know, the equity in that and, and value in that property, as well as some of the passive deals that I'm in have refinanced. Two of them have refinanced. One has sold. So now I'm seeing exponentially how, how uh, how the money grows. And as I use those proceeds and continue to buy more real estate with it, it's just going to increase my net worth further. So that doubling of your net worth in in the first three years, the statement was you had done that by 2020. That doesn't include the sale of this last property, right? The the extra no. nine hundred thousand. No, no, it doesn't include that. And I, I think by the time that closes, it's going to be close to tripling net worth in three and a half to four years uh, from the first investment, which is mind boggling. But this is what happens when instead of leaving you know the bulk of your money in a savings account or a four hundred one k and watching you know speculative investments go up and down every day, and you have no control over it versus actually taking control of the money and using it to buy an asset that produces income for you where you have total control over it. And it's like night and day. Unfortunately, the majority of people don't understand it, but once you get your head around it, it's life-changing. Man, I'll tell you what, I'm just sitting here playing games in my head. And the reason I am, and I haven't let the audience in on this yet, (laughs) I guess it's time to take the rabbit out from the hat. How old are you? I'm 43 years old. So you started doing this right around 40. Three yeah. years later, you've tripled your net worth. Yes. What happens from age 43 to age 46? And then what happens from 46 to 50? And then what happens from 50 to 55? And then what happens from 55 to 60? And then what happens by the time you're 65? If you double, 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 double that on a calculator, you're going to be up there in the somewhere between 50 and $100 million range because you started so young. That's an amazing story, man. Thank you. Tell us how you see that future. Do you have a plan? I mean, because I'm, I'm just sitting here going like, you've done all this, you're only 43. I'm thinking, man, what can this guy accomplish? You could hit the moon. What's your plan right now, Gerard? My plan 
Dell is to stay as an IRO. I've been asked by many members if I plan on becoming a lead, but I like what I'm doing right now with terms of using my own capital, time, and risk for myself and for my family, that that will be part of the legacy. You know, short-term goals for me is to achieve $10,000 a month in passive income. I'm getting close to it, and, and that should be achieved once I take the proceeds from the sale of my first IRO deal and deploy that into number three. So when it comes to longer-term goals, by the time I turn age 48 or 50, I'd like to own 100 doors as an IRO. You know, it could be two or three properties, but scale up a little bit and have you know, 100 is, is a nice number to have, just like you know, 10000 a month passive income is, is a pretty large goal. But like you said, at the size limit, I mean, I see myself doing this for another 25 to 30 years or so, and I'd love to teach my kids once they become more interested in, in learning this as well. And one thing I wanted to mention is I actually took the money from their bank accounts and just exhausted it and took their capital and put it into the 11-unit deal in Rockville, South Carolina. So they're getting cash flow for monthly distributions you know, at this 10 or 11% rate. So they're getting mailbox money, and my kids are 11 and 8 years old. So <laughs> try to teach them young, but you know, this is going to be different compared to their peers because I'm sure their peers are not getting this type of cash flow. You know, I just pictured something. I just pictured a mean father forcing his kids to go out to the mailbox to pull out their own check. Go get your check. <laughs> you get a deposit. Teach him young, man. Teach him young. That's great. This has been a great, great, great story. You've made great accomplishments on this. I think that you are underestimating what you can do, though. And I'm just going to tell you that just as a friendly conversation with you, because I think what happens is when you start small, you don't realize the exponentiality of things. And, you know, you double and triple it. Now you triple it. And what happens is, can it triple again? Yes, it can. And that number just becomes ridiculous. You know, so you got a million, you double it. It's two million, you double it again. It's four million, you double it again. It's eight million, you double it again. It's 16 million. It doesn't grow one and then two and then three, and then four. It just doesn't grow that way. It grows every time you make a move from one project to the next. So you made 100 to 150 to 200% return on this deal. The one you got right now, a couple of years from now, you'll get 100% return, 200% return. You know, your net worth will double again. It's going to happen. It always does. And I say always, that's 99% of the time. Okay? There are some deals people bought that are not the greatest deals in the world, or they're not very good at operating. But other than that, most people in these deals, it this stuff is pretty forgiving and moving through it like that. We're going to go to a break here. When we come back, what I want to talk to you about is really the socialization of all this for you. What has it done to your life? How has your life changed now that you're no longer punching a clock for the man and you're out there just living your life? Now, from the files of Del Wamsley. Inflation hurts poor people. It doesn't hurt rich people. You have to understand that. Inflation helps rich people get richer. And so the rich get richer and the poor get poorer when they create inflation. They're watering down the buying power of the average person who barely can buy what they need now. So what does that do to housing? It inflates the bejeebers out of the cost of housing. So what happens? People can't afford to buy houses. Well, where do they live? Well, if you're not in California where they live on the street, Everywhere else, they rent apartment complexes and or rent houses because they can't afford to buy one, but they can afford to rent one. They can't come up with the down payment money. They don't have the debt to income ratio necessary for these expensive homes. But the houses that we bought 5, 10, 20 years ago that we own for pennies on the dollar compared to what they cost today, we can afford to rent them out at a large positive cash flow. Even some of the stuff we buy today. And it's interesting because 
even when there's very little product out there for people to buy on the low end side, which would be the starter home industry, investors still seem to find the stuff. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back with Gerard Bolster in the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell Tuesday is Gerard Bolster out of Cary, North Carolina. Gerard's story is great, uh, tripled his net worth in three years, and we're now going to be talking to him about what's his life like now that he no longer has to get up and, and go to work every day. What year did you retire or completely give up working for corporate America? 2017, Dell. That was the year that I moved to North Carolina. And when I moved here, I never went back to work. I think I only had one interview. And like I mentioned, once I went to the two-day, there was really no looking back. I knew I was going to join Lifestyles uh, after that event. About one or two months, you know, for me, it was a sabbatical. I needed to clear my head, take the summer off, and just reevaluate my life and my career path going forward. And now it's just unbelievable. I mean, I no longer have to wake up to an alarm clock or do that hectic commute every day. I, you know, have the opportunity to take my kids and drop them off at school and spend time with them in the morning. Just completely different than the old way of life. Now, you haven't mentioned anything about your wife. Um, does she work? She doesn't work right now. She was working before uh, COVID took over this country, and she opted to stop working at that point because she was in a preschool and you know what it's like with little kids and how they get sick very often. So she decided that it would be in her best interest to not work. She did pick up part-time work right after we, after we moved in the same type of space, which was great because just even her part-time income was helpful while I was not working. I was you know, learning the education through the Lifestyles learning platforms. So she's been great and very supportive throughout this entire process. And she is passive certified and she helps me out with my business whenever needed. Has a great eye for design and just really a, an awesome partner. All right, so let's talk about other family members. I mean, I don't know what your family dynamics are like on either her side or your side, but hey, you're 40 years old, you quit your job, and you got two kids. What are you doing? Are you insane? Yeah, basically that was everyone's thought when I made this move and then didn't go back to work and joined Lifestyles and started taking money from my retirement account and started deploying it in real estate. Like, hey, this guy must be crazy, but... Again, I don't get questions from anyone like, how How did you do this? You know, no one questions anything. They just go about their daily lives and keep doing what, what they've been doing. And so if they, they're just going to keep getting what they're getting and really not get ahead because, you know, when you become comfortable like that it's, and you're doing what everybody else does, you're going to get that same result, which is not much. So you left town so you don't really have any work acquaintances. Do you ever get back with any of those guys? They ever ask what happened to you? I do sometimes. Yeah, you know, I, I do talk to them and they're just, completely shocked and really happy for me that things are working out because so many unknown factors leaving a job like that. And just, you know, the first couple of years, you really have to plant the seed with getting these investments started. I'm sure they thought that, you know, he's, he's probably going to have to go out and find a job. He's going to need some sort of income to support his lifestyle. But I've been able to make it work. And I don't know if, they're, if they know I'm making 300% return on this first deal, but when they do find out, I'm sure that, you know, they would be impressed and, and hopefully want to learn more because, you know, I've, I've told them in the past that I wouldn't trade being a real estate investor or professional for anything in the world now that I know how it works. What do you think your success is tied to? Because you have, you know, this is a real, what I would call success story. You know, this is a big one. But just the whole way you did it. I mean, you just quit. It's, you know, I had a job. I bought houses. I kept buying houses until... I could replace my job income with my house rental income. 
you just quit. I mean, this is a, this is an incredible story, Gerard. So, what do you think is your secret behind your success? Definitely hard work and determination, but I think the biggest factor is time. So, because I was not working for anyone else after I moved to North Carolina, I had an entire day to, you know, put together a game plan of who, what relationships I need to build, who I need to talk to, where I need to be sourcing deals from, and just really use my time to my advantage and and plant those seeds. And I've got a, a very solid real estate team around me now. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was working a job and then my time would be tied to my employer, right? I mean, you could try to do that a little bit on the side, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not the same thing. So I think just, you know, being able to buy back my time and, and, and having the time to do the research needed and to make, you know, build my contact list and, you know, talk to mentors and see what they advise and just really use every resource available to me to build these businesses. Last question. We have this statement that we came up with a couple of years ago. I came up with it was live where you want, buy where you need to. Since then, we're in every state in the country, and we're building pockets of people in different areas. Is there a pocket of people developing in the Carolinas area? It is growing. Uh, there are, or as I know, small, maybe five to six members, you know, among aspiring leads, IROs, and passive investors. There's not been a presence in terms of live meetups here. When I do go to events, the closest one for me right now would be Charlotte, but mostly Atlanta. There's a very big presence there, and I enjoy those those meetups. We could have anywhere between 60 to 100 people show up for road trips or case studies uh, in the Atlanta area. But we are starting to see a larger presence in North Carolina, and the nice thing about North Carolina is that the market is not saturated like you see in Texas where these deals have been picked over. Right. There's lots of opportunity that is ripe here, and uh, I'm excited for what the future holds. I want to thank you for coming on before they kick us off the back end of the show here. I appreciate you coming and telling your story, and congratulations on a really incredible story. And uh, maybe you think about being an ambassador for out there because uh, we do have some of our Lifestyles employees that are living out there now. So look forward to seeing your growth. And for the rest of you out there, remember this. It's not just for the money. It's for the lifestyle. That's why we do it. The Lifestyle. Now more intel to build a better lifestyle from Dell Wamsley. Another question came in to me in the email. Said, Dell, what do you think about Wells Fargo closing their lines of credit? You were wondering out loud what the effect of inflation will be when it's time to refi multifamily properties down the line. Anything to be concerned about? All right, let's start with the Wells Fargo thing. I watched an economist the other day, and what he's talking about is this, is that everybody out there knows there's massive inflation on the way. So what is the only thing that loses value during inflation? Cash, money. So banks out there who had all these lines of credits out at these record low interest rates realize they're going to be buying money six months to a year from now at interest rates much higher than what they've got it lent out as. So what they're trying to do is shut down their lines of credit. They want to get out of the line of credit business until interest rates go back up to four, five, six, seven, or eight. And then they'll get back into the credit business because then there's money to be made. But right now they're making nothing. They're selling loans for two and a half percent and they're buying the money for less than one percent. The margin's next to nothing. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. 
Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.